This is Warner Lewis, and welcome to another edition of Lewis at Large, smart talk and conversation with talented people from all walks of life. A reminder to subscribe to these Lewis at Large podcasts, go to Apple, Spotify, or Google Play. And if you like the podcast, hey, let others know about it. For context, my conversation with Ahmed Zappa occurred in August 2021. We are extremely pleased to welcome to, to these microphones Ahmed Zappa. Uh, he is many things. Uh, one of the things I enjoyed thoroughly was reading some of the, well, I knew about him before this, but uh, they refer to his empire as his entertainment shingle. And under that entertainment shingle is not only Monsterfoot Productions, which he conceived the story developed and produced a feature film called The Odd Life of Timothy Green for Walt Disney Pictures. He is also an entrepreneur composer, musician, director, producer, also the radio talk show host of Rock Tales on Sirius XM. But the main subject today is Rock My Collection, brand new, really, really cool uh, series that's going to be debuting August the 15th on Access TV. Uh, he is co-hosting that. We will find out all about that and all things Zappa over the course of time. Ahmet, how are you, my friend? I am good. Thank you for having me on your show. Hello, Kansas. You know, I uh, did you coin the term under your entertainment shingle? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I did. I, I uh, you know, uh, I think that that's a kind of uh, rather, you know, ubiquitous phrase that people bandy around in uh, in California. You know, those of us who are in the business of show. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I was, well, was going to give you the opportunity uh, you know, to take credit for it if you wanted to. But anyway, well, let's do this. I uh, say nay. Okay. I shan't be taking credit for, for entertainment shingle. Uh, indeed. Well, here's the deal. We will definitely want to talk uh, in depth uh, about Rock My Collection. The whole concept of the show is really, really cool, and we will, we will get to that. But let's talk a little bit uh, about you. You are... Uh, one of uh, the children of uh, the iconic guitar player, composer, and in my opinion, one of the most important social activists of our time, Frank Zappa, uh, who obviously had an interview or had an influence, strong influence on you and your siblings. And I'm just curious, uh, do you remember, uh, number one, the first concert that you attended of your dad's, whether it was the mother's or your dad as a solo act or your dad doing some jazz fusion, whatever it was? Uh, and tell me a little bit about that experience. What was it like to go watch Dad at work? Uh, <clears throat> I don't remember the first show because I, I, I've seen I've seen so many, but some of my earliest, me- uh, I guess, fun moments. Um, the rehearsals were always great because you know they 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 had a hundred songs or so under their fingertips and it, you know, that they could just kind of play at any given moment. So, uh, watching them rehearse all of that was, uh, you know, the, the, that's probably the most amount of time I saw them play, play the music. Cause I, I wouldn't always go on the world tours and, uh, you know, being in that environment and hearing such great players and, uh, you know, all the hard work that everyone put into it. Uh, it, I was always so interested from, you know, from the ground up, how 
how the lighting worked, uh, you know, who was making that happen, you know, all, uh, all things related to the production and the putting up of a, of a concert was always fascinating. And when you're a kid, you know, if you could, uh, you know, potentially climb something, something dangerous in my case, you know, a lighting trust that, that was, uh, was always, uh, a good experience. <laughs> that was, you know? that was your jungle gym, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> I'm it, I'm sure it's it's probably illegal in other states now. I mean this was the or, you know late late seventies, um, but yeah, watching a, a rock show from from the ceiling down that's a pretty interesting experience. I highly recommend it if you have the opportunity. Yeah, indeed. The other thing I wanted and ask this of others that have grown up uh, in a household of celebrity. What were you at what point were you aware or did you sense the way the way I am raised and my sort of day in day out re- routine and certainly over time is a little bit different than my buddy John down the street? Uh, well, I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles, so uh, you know there's a lot of people in the entertainment industry, so a lot of it kind of felt normal. I do think that our family was definitely more progressive than than uh, others at that time. I think the world is kind of caught up in many ways to the kind of progressive thinking that my parents had, you know, in terms of child raising, um, child rearing. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I didn't really think about it too much. I mostly... Missed him when he was gone. Yeah, was excited if he called, and uh, you know. So I think I had, to be quite honest, envy for other people whose whose you know father was around. You know that was always kind of exciting, and and you know I, I just kind of viewed. Uh, I didn't put you know a greater value or a different level of importance to what people did for a living. You know that was yeah. never. That was never really a thing. It was more about the um, the 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 feeling of family and and how people interacted with one another. And I was blessed enough to have really interesting people in our lives. So there was there was many things I I was able to absorb, not just from from my fabulous parents, but from you know again the friends that we all kept. Yeah. Hey, listen, one one last question here, and then I, I, I really do want to talk about this show. But when you look back, knowing your father the way you did as a son and then later as an adult, as a fellow musician, composer, producer uh, with a broad spectrum, because Frank Zappa was far beyond a fabulous guitar player and a composer, multifaceted. But maybe, I guess, speak from your perspective, but as your if your father were to look alive today and look back on his body of work, what would he say about it? what? How would he describe it? And do you feel he was satisfied with everything, or did he, as far as you know, did he still have things he really wanted to do and express? Yeah, I think his his you know Frank talked about this while he was alive. The, the interconnectivity between his entire body of work, right? Like it was all one massive composition. So uh, I think he was always adding to the to the big note, the you know the big the big uh, uh, the big composition right. that that 
you know, you can discover for people who are li- listening to Frank's music, you'll find uh, themes that reoccur from album to album. You know, there's there's musical elements, uh, so it's this big sort of continuation. Um, but I do know that before he passed, uh, <clears throat> you know, well, he first of all he he was really he fought his cancer really hard. Um, yeah, uh, that was definitely challenging for him. But you know, when when he was focused, um, he accomplished so much. I mean, I, I learned that he was sick when I was 15 or so. And they gave him three months to live, and he he passed right when I was, I think, turning nineteen or just nineteen. Yeah. Um, you know, he he passed away at fifty-two, which is just terrifying. Since I'm forty-seven, I have kids, and I, you know, I I still feel like I'm a teenager, and I can't even imagine, you know, what he must have really been, you know, thinking. I think I have some sort of an idea, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, in terms of your your question about things he would have done. He really liked working with the Ensemble Modern, and and he kind of thought of them as his last uh, rock group. So he was wanting to continue with them, but add more electrified, um, uh, you know, instrumentation. He was, he was planning on taking, uh, his, his hope was to have the Ensemble Modern, Steve Vai, Scott Tunis, um, yeah. and... Uh, and and other other players that he really loved, and to to take to take that you know that band out on the road, and unfortunately that never happened. Yeah, it was a bummer. Yeah, no, it, it, just phenomenal. And and we'll get off it. I I don't want to get off it, but we need to get off it. Um, thank you so much for that that perspective there. Again, if you just joined us, here's truly Warner Lewis as always from the flight deck of Lewis at Large. Got a good one going here with Ahmed Zappa, and uh, we are now going to turn our focus towards uh, a really really fun looking, uh, cool new series called Rock My Collection that's going to debut uh, on the 15th of August on Access TV. Uh, Ahmet, let's do this. I'm going to let you set it up a little bit for us. Uh, tell us a little bit about the concept of the show and uh, tell us a little bit about what people can expect. Sure. Um, well, Rock My Collection uh, is, a, uh, is a show where I'm lucky enough to get to meet these really interesting, um, very passionate collectors of music memorabilia and as someone who loves music as much as I do and have I have my own you know the the things I collect um going into it uh, I was like oh that's you know that's cool I like you know it'd be nice to see uh someone's like famous guitar that they might have uh collected from you know a, a really interesting musician right and I I really didn't anticipate uh, how emotional the show would actually become. So uh, I was really pleasantly surprised to be in an environment where, uh, you know, uh, people of, of all walks of life brought in some of some things were actually disgusting, like, uh, you know, Elvis's wart. Uh, a woman who was really passionate about her, you know, <laughs> her favorite musician, <laughs> Elvis, yeah. and uh, somehow got Elvis's wart. So <laughs> that was gross. But um, you know, it, it, it really ran the gamut of of people coming on uh, that were were uh, 
again, just so passionate about so much music that I also uh, really liked. And, and so that kind of connection was just fascinating to me. And there was a, a, you know, a bunch of people that brought in stuff, bands that I'm you know, not necessarily the biggest fans of, but I, I, I personally learned a lot. I think you know, viewers that uh, tune in, um, I think we'll have a, uh, a rather good time. We had some extraordinary, uh, uh, you know, real musicians, uh, uh, you know, legends that came on the show as well to talk about items in their own collection that uh, are really meaningful to them. Um, so that that was uh, one of the most fun aspects of the show, too, to have these bizarre conversations with my, you know, some of my musical heroes. Right. Uh, to talk about what kind of, you know, inspired them. So uh, it, it just, I was, it was like the, the opportunity that showed up that I wasn't expecting to love so much. Uh, I, you know, everyone worked really hard on the show, so I hope I hope people enjoy it. And you know, if, if you're a fan of things like, um, yeah, you know, it's not like it's not exactly like Antique Roadshow, which I'm someone who who loved watching that. You know, people bring would bring in antiques, and you know, I loved finding out the the, the history and the provenance around some of those items, right. and then how much they might be worth. Um, I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to work with a guy named Stephen um, uh, Breitman, and he's, you know, he appraises the, some of the music memorabilia. He's also very knowledgeable, so, you know, when we weren't even filming, I, I got uh, a real education on, um, on many things. So, again, <laughs> it, just, it just was a delight to work on the show. I'll bet. Truly. So it's kind of a uh, a bizarre amalgam. This may not be fair, but maybe it's an amalgam. It's a rock and roll version of Antique Roadshow slash Pawn Stars slash Rock My Collection. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. I mean, the, the show, well, the show is called Rock My Collection. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, so uh, people have an opportunity, the guests that come on the show, should they... You know, once they know the price and the value of some of their items, another cool aspect of what we do for collectors out there that want to have authentic pieces of memorabilia that they resonate with some of the some of the items. You know, they can start their own collection or or add some of uh, the the you know these moments in musical history, these these sacred objects. Uh, some of the the guests come on and, and we help them auction them off. So. That's also, uh, uh, I think, pr- pretty fun. And we, we were able to do, uh, there's a great segment on the show that was my favorite moment uh, each, each episode to, to dive into when, when we would have a celebrity guest on. We would ask them to do something called instant memorabilia where, you know, it, we anticipated it to be kind of silly, you know, like, hey, is there something there that you could just autograph uh, you know, we weren't expecting someone to like, give us a guitar. That would that felt like it would be overly generous, right? But people did. You know, instead of signing a, uh, you know, a soda can or something, you know, <laughs> like right. we, I would spring it on them. Uh, people really were very generous and and signed uh, things from their own archives and their own collection. And you know, we we auctioned that stuff off for charity. And and you know, you get to see in real time. 
the personalities, the sense of humor of, of our celebrity guests that come on there, and it's all for a good cause. Um, you know, the items that we're auctioning off, like Alice Cooper, Uncle Alice, uh, you know, he... he he was it's very cool. He gave us a, a pair of uh, stage-worn uh, leather pants that he yeah. signed. And, you know, just, again, I, there's so many things that happen on the show. I, I could go on and on and on about it. Um, and I'm, I'm just really happy and I'm excited for people to see it. Yeah, and it sounds really free form and a lot of things. Sort of keep your knees bent when you're watching it because all kinds of things can happen and all kinds of incredible people can show up. Again, we're with uh, Ahmed Zappa. Uh, he is many things, but for this particular discussion, he is the co-host of Rock My Collection uh, that is going to be airing soon on Access TV. Uh, really cool concept. Hey, real quickly, speaking of body parts uh, and rock... Uh, Elton John performed here, Ahmed, in 1972 at the University of Kansas, and the afternoon of his performance came down with a toothache, and an acquaintance of mine who is now a retired dentist uh, extracted that tooth and still has in his at his home uh, Elton John's wisdom tooth. Should he come on the show? <laughs> Oh, oh, he 100% would be in good company with some of the other oddballs that definitely showed up. So, yeah, you you, you tell, uh, you know, Mr. Music, dentist extraordinaire, uh, to, you know, give us a shout. We we would love to display, even though I think it's gross, we would love to display Elton John's tooth on the show. Uh, it's, just, it's just weird what people keep and, and feel connected to that's a perfect example you know of like I, that's not something i want but you know i guess that's that's awesome it's still very tribal one to man, want elton john's tooth hey one man's yeah. tooth is another man's treasure right something like that a hundred percent apparently so a question for you too also about uh the different people that will show up on the show i'm assuming this spans all generations of rock so to speak meaning from classic rock all the way to the the most current things that are out there is that true or is it all is it sort of tilted towards a particular genre no it's all all genre of music we had um uh you know some hip-hop rap uh uh, every kind of genre of music, country to, um, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I, I skew more towards rock and roll memorabilia. That's more what I mostly listen to. Um, but I certainly got an education on, uh, some, some pretty, you know, interesting items. There, there, there seem to be, uh, a lot of, we, we were fortunate enough to have some pretty cool Michael Jackson uh, memorabilia uh, that, that showed up. Um, some of the things that we talked about, uh, you know, the the auction house that helps us auction off some of the items, we got to, uh, the audience will, will see some of the cool things in their collection as well. Um, you know, we had some pretty, I mean, I, I've, I've worked with the Grammy Museum and looking at, some of their archive, uh, some of the memorabilia that they have, um, you know, we focused on some of that stuff too, which the, a lot of the fashion that, that, you know, are these musical icons wore, that stuff always blew me away. Yeah. There's, you know, there's really, really something for everybody, not just, uh, you know, every kind of music fan, but every kind of memorabilia, again, going, going back to, you know, uh, 
Elvis's wart. That was definitely a big surprise. <laughs> and then you, then you have moments where people come on because we authenticate. Uh, you know, we we work really hard on authenticating signatures because there can be forgeries out there. Uh, so we'll, we do the investigation on the the provenance of of um, uh, you know the items, and sometimes we have to tell people that it's a total fake, and that's a super bummer. I I, I don't <laughs> I didn't like those moments, right? Um, but that happened too. Sure. Hey, well, as we start to kind of wind down here a little bit, I'm just curious as you're producing the show, um, are you yep. are you necessarily? Uh, never surprised because you know all the items that are going to show up, or, or there's a lot of spontaneity here where suddenly someone pops up with something. And you go, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wow, that's didn't anticipate that at all. Uh, it's it's the whoa, whoa, whoa! Didn't anticipate that at all. I mean, I, I I'm one of the producers on the show um, for sure, uh, but I'm fortunate enough to work with um, Greg Johnston who. Part of the reason why I loved loved working on the show is the executives at Access, Sarah Weedman, um, you know, and, and Greg. I've I met them in my twenties. We all worked together at MTV, so it was a very familial, really fun environment to work with those guys. And uh, you know, they definitely surprise attacked me with with uh, you know good you know really <laughs> really uh, fun items. And that's kind of how I like to to you know, do these kinds of shows It's so that I can be surprised, and that feels natural, and I try to have a good time. It's a very conversational show, yeah. so the things that you're seeing are, you know, re- real real reactions, uh, you know, to, to the personalities and the people that, you know, connect with us from all around the globe. Well, if you like rock and you like collecting or you just like good TV, uh, please check it out. It's called Rock My Collection. It's, again, co-hosted by Ahmed Zappa. Uh, and it's just going to, it's just going to, it looks like so much fun and so cool. And it's, again, it's on Access TV. Hey, before we get out of here, uh, tell our Lewis at Large listeners, if you would, Ahmed, uh, do you have a website, and how can you, again, you're a prolific author, producer, all these various things. How can people check out more of some of the work you've done? Do you know that uh, I don't put too much time or energy into those kinds of things? I mean, you can find me, you know, on Twitter at, at, at Ahmed Zappa, you know, all the socials, Instagram and yeah. Facebook and all this. But, uh, but I, I really I don't spend too much time there. Um uh, uh, I I don't know. Maybe I should, but I but I I really I really don't. I find myself talking to people like you. Uh, if I'm fortunate enough to spend some quality time with good people such as yourself, um, rather than you know posting things on online. So, gotcha. Okay. Uh, but but sure, I I would love it. Go ahead and follow me at those places because when I do show up, it's it's typically silly. Well, and as we say, we can always Google you, I guess. Hey, listen, really good luck with this thing. It it looks like it's going to be just a blast. It's probably a a double blast to host the thing and and also co-produce it or produce it rather and and with what you're going to be doing. And uh, would love to have you back on again sometime uh, to talk about your next project. Well, I am a a lover of Kansas. Uh, I'm working on a – there's a local coffee roaster out there that I've been, you know, working on some delicious coffee things. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you guys have really good Indian food. 
You know, I, I love that. So uh, that's been those. Those have been my good experiences there. But uh, I'd love to come back on the show. Uh, much love to everyone. Be safe. Be healthy. Uh, treat everyone with love and respect, please. And and uh, thank you for having me on your show. You bet. Hey, we'll be back with more right after this on Lewis at Large. Hey, Ahmed, thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Really, appreciate it. really appreciate it. Good luck with this thing. And again, would love to have you back on. I mean, I know you've got all kinds of shit going on, but at all kinds of projects. But good luck with this one, and we'll, hopefully we'll talk soon. It'd be my pleasure. Stay, stay well. All right, thanks bud. So Take much. care. Bye-bye. Well, thanks for joining us for this installment of Lewis at Large. We add new conversations every week, and we like hearing from you. You can contact us via email at warnerflewis1 at gmail.com. That's warnerflewis1 at gmail.com. And you can find out more at lewisatlarge.com or on the Lewis at Large Facebook page. And remember to subscribe to Lewis at Large. Check out Apple, Spotify, or Google Play. Now go have a great day.